Hey, everybody. Uh, good afternoon. Good day. Um, welcome to NASCAR Radio. This is episode four. Um, this, I'm Val and uh, my amazing co-host, Jason. How are you, Jason? I'm doing well. I appreciate the uh, the nice, kind words there. <laughs> so it, all deserved, all deserved. Um, <clears throat> you know, we had another week go by and had another NASCAR race. And uh, lo and behold, look who wins. <laughs> uh, Kyle Busch at uh, Bristol. It's, uh, he, he is on a tear, uh, on a mission, it seems like. Um, I don't know if you caught any of the race. Uh, I did catch some. And, you know, again, I'm going to say, you know, my term of being an outsider and a new, a new fan. Kyle Busch is kind of annoying. Uh, it's kind of like watching the Patriots win Super Bowls. So I'm already starting to starting to not like him just for that fact right there. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of, um, you know, I'm not a super dire fan, but, you know, I've been watching on and off enough back in the day when uh, people didn't like um, uh, Dale Earnhardt, you know, and then Gordon came along and then Gordon was winning and everybody – hated Gordon, and then Jimmy Johnson was winning everything, and people hated Jimmy Johnson, and so I can see, you know, this with Kyle Busch uh, running all the series, and, you know, he, <clears throat> I think he gets a lot of energy from it, and he does his bow at the end, you know, just kind of, uh, it's like the Patriots are just so good, and they kind of, I don't know if they stick it to you, but, you know, kind of rub you uh, or challenge you on it. So, uh, but Joe Gibbs, is really on a tear because, um, you know, his teammate, Danny Hamlin's won two races as well. So, the com- you know, the two of them, the combined, have five of the eight wins. I know everybody was talking about the Fords with, you know, two for Brad and one for Joey. Um, it's <laughs> it's basically those two shops, or Penske and Joe Gibbs are winning everything. So, um, and then with that win, Kyle Busch, actually moved up the list and wins or tied. And we kind of talked about it, or I mentioned it last week, where with another win he would tie uh, Lee Petty. So he's tied with Lee Petty with 54 wins. One more and he gets 55. He'd be tied with Rusty Wallace. And then there's a big gap between him and Dale Earnhardt at 76. So I know I'm just throwing out numbers. But, you know, he's in the, the top 10 now of, of wins, and that's just a cup. We're not even talking about Xfinity and and the truck where, you know, everybody's merging this stuff together. So, um, really haven't seen any movement on his cards, but um, you know, stuff's still kind of low. Um, I don't know if you have anything you want to add to Kyle Busch. Well, you know, and when you were talking about Joe Gibbs, and this is. Uh, my this is a beginner question probably, but um, <clears throat> it made me it made me think about something. You know, a lot of times in music, the lead singer gets the attention and the band doesn't, uh, and it kind of makes me think of NASCAR sometimes, where uh, the driver gets the attention. How much attention do the teams get? Um, and you know, my terminology might be incorrect here, but as far as uh, you know, mechanics or whatever you want to call them, but, you know, the pit crew, uh, how much attention to do or, and, and accolades do those guys get um, in comparison to the drivers? I mean, 
obviously I'm sure they're just as important in their own individual way. But, uh, you know, when you talk about owners and drivers and then, you know, the pit crew, uh, are they all even playing field? Or do they all get the same amount of attention or deserve attention as they should? They don't really get it publicly. Um, I'm sure they're celebrated at the shop. I know a lot of shops right. have different uh, rituals. Uh, I think Hendrick, they bring in the victory bell and um, they ring it and um, – I think I saw with Kyle Bush, he was putting one of the banners on the wall for his wins um, in a scissor lift. And um, like I said, I don't get, they get the attention. Maybe the crew chiefs get the attention and the, and the owners and the drivers, but there's so many guys working for the shop. I think I had told you off air before we came or on about, I had talked or had went to Richard Childress racing and, um, they have, um, you know, a couple cars in their lineup, and I think he said uh, had the tour. Four hundred folks work there, so um, there are a lot of folks that oh, work in the yeah. background. That that, and that's why when we're saying, you know, it's hard for really a one-car team to come and and I say win a race, but you have all these men and women behind working all these hours to perfect and get these cars running. Um, so it's just, you know, and the more cars you have, the more information you can, can share and stuff. So um, it is really amazing uh, when you think about it, all the work that goes into it. But I think to your point, so they they get celebrated, but not really publicly. I've seen a couple of sets. What Back in the early 90s, late 80s, some of the sets actually included a lot of the crew chiefs and tire changers and stuff like that. Like um, Chad Canales back in 95, I think it was the Optima. He's actually on a card and he's, he was a tire changer for Jeff Gordon. So, um, you know, you kind of have to, um, you know, be a, I guess a super fan to know all the folks that are supporting Supporting role, I guess it's like with football, right? The offensive line and and the defensive line, the guys that don't get all the attention. It's the running backs, wide receivers, and and quarterback, and the coach, or maybe yeah, a defensive absolutely. coach or uh, offensive coach. So it's kind of the same thing. Okay. But another thing that came out of that in the Xfinity race, and speaking of Joe Gibbs, is. Um, Christopher Bell won the Xfinity race uh, the day before. And so Christopher Bell runs Xfinity for Joe Gibbs Racing. And he, um, if you're looking at <clears throat> prospecting somewhat, is one of these guys, um, before Denny Hamlin won that Daytona 500, I thought for sure he, he might be on his way out to make room for Christopher Bell. Um, he was in the the championship hunt last year, he had seven wins in Xfinity last year, and he's got two wins this year. Um, and like I said, he's, he's been running for Joe Gibbs for this whole time, so it's kind of, you know, uh, development for these guys to come up to Cup. So it was just a matter of time before um, he, he works his way into the lineup. So, um, and card-wise... He doesn't have a, a lot of cards. 
his first card, really his first base card, was 2016 certified. And that's one of those things where I was telling you about that 2016 certified. I think it's loaded with, with all these guys, uh, a lot of these guys with their first cards. But uh, he's got signatures in there, and then he's got um, your different uh, flavors of base, your black and blue and gold, green, orange, purple, red, silver, all that. Uh, he's in prism and torque, but only in signatures, no base cards. Yeah, he has a ton of stuff, um, which is kind of the way of the collecting world now. I mean, rookies get, you know, multiple, multiple cards, especially with, like you said, the different colors and or parallels and variations. So he has a lot to choose from, but at the same time, uh, it's only in three different products. So there's not there's a lot to choose from, but easy selection to make, I guess. Yeah, and then I'm looking through here. Um, if, if folks, I'm sure they know about trading card um, database. Uh, in 2017, he's only in the Dunruss. That's it. He's not in anything else in 17. And then in 18, it's game on. He's in like uh, certified in Prism and Victory Lane and everything. So, but the 2016. Is, is really just, if you want to chase colors, whatever, is just a certified, and then autographs and stuff. And they're not really, I don't think, that expensive. Um, I think the base is a couple of dollars. I know it's less than five. And then, um, you know, just a matter of finding the colors that you need or whatever at the time. But he's definitely um, somebody who you should be looking at. Um either picking up now or picking up in the off season, but he will be, you know, driving for Joe Gibbs racing. And, you know, like you said, you know, that's like playing for the Yankees or the Red Sox or, you know, one of these big, big teams. So he's going to do well, have the best equipment. So, and I think he should have won the Xfinity championship last year, but I think his crew chief cost him uh, on a call and Tyler Reddick ended up winning that. So, but so I found something interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, I was going to say, I found something interesting looking at Christopher Bell listings, um, and it's something that we've never talked about. So I kind of have a Bell statement and then a question or kind of an opinion from you I want to get. Uh, so his certified autograph looks like it's around about 15 20 bucks uh, from 2016, depending on the numbering. Uh, obviously, the lower numbering is going to give going to be more. Um, a two of two sold for best offer. Uh, the original price was 110 so, you know, just from general eBay knowledge, that's probably an $80, $85 uh, purchase for a two of two. But, you know, if his autograph is 15 20 bucks, I was looking through, and uh, somebody had listed case breaks um, of 2016 certified, and they were based on the driver. Uh, so, for example, you could get every Christopher Bell card from a 12-box case uh, of 16 certified racing. One person had it for 20, another person had it for 35. But is that something that is... Uh, I know we do individual box breaks and group breaks, but you know, case breaking is very prominent in baseball, basketball, football, hockey. Uh, but is it is there a following in racing 
uh, with case breaks or group breaks or anything like that? Have you ever participated in any? What's your opinion as a primarily a racing card collector? Yeah, um, the the case breaks by driver, um, I I think that's a good way. Um, you know, you, you have some risk in there because you don't know, you know, what you're going to get. But if yeah, of you course. Uh, if you collect a particular driver, <clears throat> I'm not a big fan of like, random drivers. I know people get into those, but I've participated in some of the breaks by driver. But and when I do it, I naturally I, I look at the checklist and see what's all available. Like, um, so Prism and um, Torque, you know, he only has autos, so those are going to be harder to get. You know, I, that's something I wouldn't do, but. You know, I told you about that 2016 certified. That's a great product. And side note is, I think you guys were running a special, and I pick, actually picked up a case. Um, I guess it was a couple of weeks ago. So, um, you know, if you're going to do like Christopher Bell, you can look for some value there because you know um, you have the different parallels as well as the autos and then the base. So, um, I like base because I can send them off and get them graded. Um, we'll talk about it another time, but I think there's value added in getting um, base cards um, created PSA or BGS. I prefer PSA because of the the registry, but um, you know you can take a, a three dollar card and turn it into a forty dollar card, um, and you know you still have to minus your fees and everything else. But it's still you know you can make some money to flip and then use that to um, buy some other stuff, but um, the driver brakes are one of the, I guess, the big things. I know you guys break, like, um, NT and National Treasures and stuff like that. That's a little bit different because it goes off of a serial number. But when you get to the right. other stuff like Victory, Sir, Victory Lane or Torque or um, anything other than Dunruss, because Dunruss just got way too many cards for breakers, I think. Right. But definitely. <clears throat> so, yeah, some, sometimes I'll look and see... Um, if there's any value, uh, if I find somebody who's low, maybe um, people, you know, go after Haley Deegan and they go after Christopher Bell, Eric Jones, William Byron was the same way um, in the 2016, <clears throat> excuse me, certified. So yes, I guess uh, I know I, I drug on on it, but yeah, I think the NASCAR guys like the driver brakes. Okay, I'm just curious about it because. You know, obviously, we talk all the time that NASCAR is lower on the totem pole, but, you know, it definitely has its own niche following. So I was just kind of curious uh, from an insider point of view. And lots of, you know, everybody, I think when it comes to baseball and some of us, there's a lot of prospecting involved. I don't know if there's a lot of that right now in NASCAR, but, you know, folks are trying to get those different colors because I've seen – you know, not to harp on Haley Deacon, because right now I think you should be selling your Deacons and not buying Deacons. But um, <laughs> some of the stuff is three or four hundred dollars for a one of five, like a green uh, Victory Circle, Victory Lane. I don't know why I want to call it Victory Circle, Victory Lane. Um, but the folks are just crazy for those parallels and to get those rainbows, I guess. And so um, those those breaks are always are always good so for drivers. <clears throat> but I guess speaking of Joe Gibbs, he um um I guess it was maybe 
because Tuesday, Wednesday, the NASCAR Hall of Fame voting opened up. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm not sure how, I don't remember how baseball and football handle their Hall of Fame voting, but actually fans get one vote in NASCAR. So you can go out to the NASCAR website and choose five drivers, owners, five of the nominees of 20, and you will get, they all get compiled, and when it closes uh, sometime in May, you have one of the votes. So there's uh, 36 on the voting panel, and they're comprised of uh, like three car manufacturers, um, Jim Campbell, Edsel Ford, and David Wilson from Toyota, drivers, Ned Jared, R Richard Petty, Ricky Rudd, who's um, on the list, but um, he's going to recruit, recruit himself from the voting. Owners like Tommy Baldwin, Junior Johnson, Eddie Wood, Crew Chiefs, Dale Inman, Buddy Parrott, Waddell Wilson. <clears throat> the, the, the reigning Monster Energy champion also gets a vote. So Joey Logano will get a vote. He'll be in the room when they vote that day. Um, community leaders will have a vote and broadcasters and, you know, there's, like I said, a list of 36. And one of them, 35 individuals and the 36 is the fan vote. So uh, that opened up, and Joe Gibbs is one of um, the nominations, which I would think that he would, I don't want to say be a lock, but would uh, – have a pretty good chance of getting, which would be really cool because Tony Stewart should also um, get in with with no problem with with three championships. So that's cool. But with Joe Gibbs, I think I don't know um, off the top of my head any other person that's been in more than one Hall of Fame. So cause he's yeah, a, and actually that's uh, what I, football I just typed it in to look it up. Okay, uh, I'll stall. I wanted, I wanted to verify. So his, but. Well, let me talk about his rookie. So his rookie in in racing is the Max update. So in 92, they made a red and a, a black. So this was early on parallels, right? So red was, uh, I think, retail, and black was hobby. And um, they created an update set, and it's like a, like looks like a pack of uh, playing cards, um, and it's U num number U19, and so it's got a black border or a red border. So... <clears throat> And then when I was looking on um, the trading card database, I saw that he has a 92 Pro Line portraits, and the number four car is football is the football release, and it's got a picture of uh, Dale Jarrett and Joe Gibbs and the crew in the car. So I thought that was cool. I might have to sign that, and that'd be a cool one to get autographed. Just to give you a heads up, it's only 69 cents on check out my cards because I'm looking at it right now. Okay, so I'll have to um, grab one of those and, and put that in my. Um, in my um, stack to ship home. So, um, like I said, I was telling you about just deviate for a second. I checked my cards. I had sold some Haley Deegans on there. So that I had picked up, I think I picked it up for $3. Somebody had a list and I sold it for like 14 something. So I've been trying to build up some money to send home some uh, uh, hockey cards. I had, um, gone on the free packs and got and and bought some packs for the Comporium and made it set. So it was like $200 to get it all shipped home. But that's, that's a side note. Yeah. So, yeah, so Joe Gibbs? So I'm curious, 
because, um, you know, from my perspective, I'm buying the football card primarily as the, you know, as adding a rookie card to my collection of, of a Hall of Famer. I'm buying football. But obviously the more I talk to you and the more we do this show, um, I'm kind of leaning towards you got to have one of each. Uh, what's your opinion on that? Well, I'm going to say the uh, the NASCAR. Um, I saw where he had 89 Pro Set, I think it was, was his, his first yep. football. And I like the um, red and black and actually um, met him or got an autograph a couple times from him. Um, and I got it on the the update set. So, um, yeah, I guess, I mean, I guess he's going to be one of the things, which is some people go by the first card. You know what I mean? So, granted, it's two different sports, but, you know, the football is an 89, whereas the racing is a 92. Uh, but I, I think, I think you, I think you got to do both on this, on this one. Well, yeah, and it's not very expensive, right? So, <laughs> no, not at all. And that update set, yeah, it's not it's not expensive at all. And uh, I need to actually send some of those in to get graded. That uh, there's so much so much to do and so little time, right? Yeah, and like you were saying about the Hall of Fame, I'm not gonna say for a hundred percent certainty, but I would imagine he might be the only one. Uh, that would be in two Hall of Fames for different sports. Uh, I could see people being in college and professional Hall of Fames, uh, but not for different sports uh, being in professional Hall of Fames. So I would think he's got to be either the only one or one of a very select few uh, in multiple sports. Yeah, I, I don't – nobody else really comes to mind, um, you know, as, as a coach in the – owner so um he uh, just listening to him talk man i he's uh he's awesome so um i'm looking at some of his uh stats and now with the hall of fame what they usually do is they'll select five and um they always have a mix of current and folks that have passed so um you know, like I said, Joe Gibbs and, and Tony Stewart. Um, there are some other guys um, on the list, like Bobby Labonte. Um, he's won a championship, and um, his rookie's in the 91 Max, and he's actually got a, an error version and a corrected version. And um, the error has got no stats on the back. They're all zeros. And the update came in a little box kind of like I was saying, like that 92, like little playing trading cards, and it has some stats. So um, that's an early early max thing, and they're not very expensive either. They were um, massively overproduced. So, you know, he's uh, someone to, to look for. And then, um, and then when it comes to the folks that have passed, you know, it could be however the – the room is deciding. It's really cool. Um, they meet in the Charlotte Convention Center in one of the rooms, and um, they all gather. It's pretty cool. And then later on that day, they will announce at the NASCAR Hall of Fame uh, each driver, each of the five drivers 
So um, I'm really looking forward to that. And when it gets closer to that, we we can talk about that. But <clears throat> well, let's go um, over. I want yeah because you know that's the one thing we didn't go over is the voting uh, in detail. So um, a couple of things that I'm looking at here. It seems very similar to the baseball all-star game, uh, the MLB all-star game voting where the fans get, uh, I believe it's that final player. Might be slightly incorrect, but the fan voting, there is something that goes on for the MLB all-star game. Uh, definitely not for the Hall of Fame. That's all made up of writers and um, the Veterans Committee. But it says the voting begins April 9th, which we've already passed. Um, and ends May 20th. Fans can vote up to 50 times a day. Uh, <laughs> so it's very similar to the All-Star game because it's almost unlimited voting to to a degree. I mean, 50 times a day. Um, and then the five nominees who receive the most votes will count as one of the 54 votes cast by the voting panel. Um, now, my question is, there's the fan vote. Joey Logano, because he was the champion from last year, you said, will get uh, one vote. Have these votes ever mattered? Um, and when I say matter, I mean, has everybody, has anybody ever got inducted because of that extra vote that you are aware of? And I'm putting you on the spot, um, I know. but So it's really secretive, naturally. <clears throat> okay. um, it was a couple couple years ago somebody let it leak that two drivers were tied and then they, the room had to work out the tiebreaker. Um, so, you know, that was quite interesting. When I say they get one vote, they get to submit five drivers. So all the drivers or everybody of the 20, everybody gets a vote and the top five vote getters, each one of them will get one entry. So, um, just imagine, you know, a piece of paper with five lines on it and essentially a ballot. Yes. And um and then they're all kind of totaled. Now in the room, um, they get a binder or or before they come, they get a binder um of each person and their information and so I've heard where, you know, people might get up and speak on someone's behalf and, and why they should be uh in this nominating class. And so it was quite interesting. Uh, Kyle Petty was on the list. And so um, when Maurice was was on the ballot, his uncle and Dale Inman, which is he's related by, you know, his, his dad's cousin or whatever. So I guess it's his uncle. You know, he had somebody in the room kind of helping out. But um, uh, not that he – not that – their credentials did not need any help, you know. But um, it's uh, it's all, like I said, in the room, and so it's kind of it's only by talking to certain folks that I've learned stuff over the years. Um, uh, it'd be really cool to uh, to just be a fly on the wall, you know, as they discuss everybody, and then it goes into play also as you know who's passed and who's who's. Uh, around and who will come and help um, support the hall as well so um, and bring fans in for the induction ceremony when Jeff Gordon got in you know it was say a madhouse and they changed a lot of 
some of the protocols that they did when Jeff Gordon got in. Um, and we can always talk about that another time, but um, Jeff Gordon is great, but Jeff Gordon is in high demand. And so, um, you know, they, they had the autograph signing and stuff like that was lottery. And um, so it's, but they, I think they take all that into account as well when they, they're voting. Which, which makes sense. I mean, you have to be able to accommodate not everybody, but as many as possible uh, without, you know, completely inconveniencing everybody else too. So and one of the other things too is I didn't really talk about it, but so whoever gets selected in May, uh, either that weekend or the following weekend, they'll actually come to the Hall of Fame and do uh, like a, mem- a Hall of Fame, NASCAR Hall of Fame members only signing. Um, I've gone to those numerous times where, um, you know, when Jack Roush was in this last um, selection process, he was in town. Uh, Mr. Penske was at Indy at the time because it was right there by um, the Coke 600, Indy 500. Um, so he was out of town, and then, and Jeff was had prior in stuff going on. But um, they did an autograph signing, and um, Mr. Roush was there. So that was really cool, too. Uh, I got him to sign his uh, 89 uh, Max. And he was talking about uh, it was Stroh's beer at the time, and he was talking about Stroh's beer being one of their first sponsors. So it was really cool. Um, so does that mean we talk about the Panini car for the weekend and close yeah. out with that? Yeah, that that's that's a great segue. Yeah, so um, Panini, you know, sponsored the car at Bristol and. Um, which was really cool. I posted a video. I had watched some of the qualifying, and uh, they talked about it a little bit uh, while I was qualifying. Um, I think it was, uh, it was Mike Joy and uh, David Regan, um, and he talked about how you know about the cards and stuff uh, Panini makes. Um, and then his final results. I think Saturday was better than a Sunday, right? Now I now I forget. <laughs> I think, I think Saturday. I think we said, I think it was fifth, he came in. He was fifteenth, and um, he finished fifteenth for Saturday. And good and bad, the car was in one shape, so uh, not a lot of sheet metal for cards or fans or anything. Uh, and then sun, Sunday, I think Sunday um, he finished thirty sixth out of thirty seven. Yeah, so he had either problems or something. One hundred and forty two um, laps completed. Out of, what is that, 500, I think? Yeah. Yep. Food City 500. So, yeah, and I did see that he's running again. So the Penny doesn't have the whole car. They just have um, the the rear of the car. So, But I did see online that um, they had produced some cards for him to give away at the track. And also they had a, a coupon code for um, their store, Panini store, and then you also got one of the cards. So, yeah, it, I think it was I think it was something like twenty percent off, and then it was twenty percent off any NASCAR order or racing card order um, off the Panini shop, and then you got a the first two hundred orders got a limited Gray Galding 
uh, Panini card. So I assume it's the same card uh, that Galding had. I don't know. Uh, so it kind of makes me wonder what the print run was on those. I'm sure they're not numbered. Uh, but, you know, the cheapest order, because I went and just to kind of snoop around to see what the cheapest order you could do uh, to get that card, I think it was a Donruss 2017 blaster box for 10 bucks, and then shipping. Uh, so I think the cheapest order was right around $16, $17. So definitely not a cheap card to get. Um, if that's the only thing that you were, you know, looking for, uh, you kind of had to put out a blaster box to get that card. Well, that's a lot better than what I saw because when I was looking, um, I didn't see any blasters. I just saw um, full hobby boxes. And um, I wonder if they I know, sold out. If maybe trying to get that card. Maybe. Uh, so this was Panini's first ever car uh, NASCAR sponsorship. Uh, I think a lot of people were surprised that it was the whole car. I think, you know, we m probably more assumed that it would be like this weekend's car where it was the back bumper. Uh, I know from my perspective, it was pretty cool to see something like that, even though, you know, the results probably didn't go that they, the way that they were hoping um, on Sunday. But, you know, they picked, from my perspective, not knowing who Greg Galding was before this, um, you know they did a they did a good thing by picking him, uh, just because it made me wonder who is this guy, you know, where is he going, uh, how good is he? Uh, I think if they had picked somebody like Kyle Busch, I think it would have been less interesting to me if that makes sense. Uh, but also his social media, his Twitter account, they've posted tons of pictures. Uh, so I don't know, you know, that was part of their reasoning in picking him. I don't know about his social media prior to this uh, car sponsorship because I'd never even heard of this driver. Uh, but I think all in all, I think it was very successful. I'm kind of curious to get your opinion on it. Yeah, with with everything you said, um, I don't know if they could have done a better, uh, a better job marketing it because he, Gary Galding, he did a great job promoting it. Um, they didn't really talk about it during the race because he was in that, you know, 15, 10, 20 range. Um, I was hoping they would, but like I said, they did uh, talk, give him a little bit snippet during the qualifying, but he was all over social media. The cards they were giving away, the promo, um, you know, if you would have been a Kyle Busch, it would have cost him a lot more, and I don't know. The only thing I was thinking of when you said that was if they still did Panini Instant and he had won the race, then, then Panini is on a Panini card. So uh, I did like the fire yeah, suit where he has that big – they had that big Panini logo going across the front. And then when I saw uh, pictures either today or yesterday, it looks like he's got Panini across that back. So I'd be curious when that fire suit comes available. If That'd be really cool if they did something like that in Prime or something. That'd be just just crazy. Yeah, we talked about it last last episode um, of at least, you know, even if they don't put it in a, a, a national product like Prime or Prism or anything like that, that at least put it in, you know, a Father's Day or a Cyber Monday. Get it out there in those special edition packs at the least because I think that's something that will be – it's very popular. Um, I know when they did the Panini guys and they had their T-shirt cards a couple years ago, those were popular for a while, but they were just 
employees. I think if you can get a Panini patch, you know, one of one in a prime or something like that, I think I think the racing fans and the card collectors will just go nuts for it um, just for the fact that it's a race-used uh, Panini patch, which is something, of course, we've never seen before because it's never never happened. So this is a true one-of-one one if they can if they can make that happen. Yeah, and of course, you know, um, he's Gary's got to be done with this fire suit too for you know for um, you know trying to get cheap men on everything else. You know, these smaller teams, every penny counts, so they're not looking at uh, getting rid of every anything before it's used up kind of a thing. So that's, that's would, one hope, of the things. I was just going to say, I hope Panini would say, hey, what's the price? You know, we'll write you a check for it because we need it for cards. Yeah, and they might already have that under you know, contract. might have been part of the yeah, uh, promotion. But, yeah, but, you know, how long does that run for? So, but, right. um, so yeah, so now that Gary's running the, the – uh, Gary Golden's running the car, I'm curious to see how he does. Um and always kind of keep an eye on it. So that's really cool. So I do want to bring something up about uh, Gray Golding. I think it's interesting looking at his 2012 cards, which are his first cards. Uh, they're press pads. I, I think it's amusing to me for some reason that he is a his fire suit is Krispy Kreme on the cards, which I, I just love. Uh, <laughs> But this guy in 2012, he looks so young. Um, it's a 2012 card, and he looks like he's a high school kid. Uh, he looks like he's 12, 14 years old. Um, but his autograph is amazing on those cards. I don't know if it's changed recently, uh, but his autograph is just absolutely amazing on those cards. It's big. All the letters are there. Um, it looks like a 40-year-old who's signed autographs his entire life. You know, I think in 2012, I think he was 20. Uh, but, yeah, he is he's so young-looking. Um, those cards are 10 $15 bucks, um, for just the regulars. There's some low numbering. There's a 4 of 10 on eBay for 40 But, yeah, very nice cards. But, like I said, check it out. He, just, he looks like he's 12, 14 years old. I'll have to uh, pull that. I know I have some because I remember – um, I was telling, I think it was last episode about um, Daryl Wallace Jr.'s in there and um, Ryan Blaney's in there. And so I was collecting those young guns back then. And I do remember that Krispy Kreme because, like, you know, <laughs> uh, being in the South here, um, Krispy oh, Kreme absolutely. is a, a mainstay. Yeah. yeah, so when I lived up in New York or whatever, we had Dunkin' Donuts and then moving down here we had Krispy Kreme. So I, I kind of got, got a chuckle when I saw that Krispy Kreme. So I know I have a couple of those from 2012. So, But I'll have to pull that out and take a look. Well, I guess we can end it there. Um, we'll see how uh, this week uh, the drivers are going to Richmond. Um, we have the Xfinity, which is a Toyota Care 250. So we'll see if Toyota wins this weekend. And then the Monster Energy is the Toyota Owners 400. So um, I'm sure Kyle Busch will be wanting to win or uh, any Hamlet or, or any of those Joe Gibbs or any Toyota driver is going to really want to win um, this Richmond race. So we'll see how that goes. And then we can always uh, next week we'll go over the top ten and see how things are shaking out. But right now it seems to be that Joe Gibbs and um, 
Penske show here. So, all right. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds good. All right. Well, you have a great one. You too, Val. Have a good weekend. And all and all the listeners have a great day and great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. All right.